Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh, it's so dark in my screen. Yeah, what's up, Chris? Well, I'm, in, new... I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the new apartment and I haven't got the lighting right yet. So. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Sick. Okay, I yeah. was going to wait to bring up. So, oh, we missed it. Our guest today was just being so fucking cool, making a bunch of vape clouds in the preview screen. Just Ooh, a yeah. hot smoke cloud boy. What's Yo. up, Joe? What's hey, going on, guys? How are you? Good, man. Very you? Good. Hello. Uh, so do you know Ashley? Ashley Joe? No. Hey, Ashley. Hi, nice How to meet you? you. Nice to meet very you. Fun, very funny, Chris. Joe, you know Chris? This is Chris. Chris is, uh, he he killed the woman who lives in that apartment, which is why he's wearing overalls. <laughs> oh, very nice. How you doing, Chris? Long time. It's been a while. I'm cool, man. I'm in Canada now, so just chilling. Bad uh, place. Yeah, Joe, Joe and I know each other from way back. We, we did fucking shitty mics together. Did you? Yeah, we did all those garbage rooms. Let's talk about that for two hours only. Go ahead. Let's start. <laughs> Joe, let's yeah, talk man. about it. What, what, let's talk. London opened my... Oh, Ashley, you were so lucky. Oh, whoa. What did you do there, Chris? I, like I, turned, that. Off, I turned off the automatic exposure. Uh, oh. But, but because I have And now so you're much just light, in heaven. There's so much yeah. natural light. We have to close the curtain. Don't do it. I like this. It feels like, you're, it feels like the stream is you deciding whether or not you're going to live. Yeah. <laughs> uh Richards. Uh Joe, you know Richard, right? You say garbage rooms. I say can I, can, I just, can, can I just say how impressive this whole thing is? This stream is I, I don't really do streams ever. <laughs> I mean, I mean it is I'm so sad that you find this impressive impressive. You we, Thanks, we, could yeah, we are yeah. at the low end of the scale. We haven't even yeah, like, done anything good yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we haven't even I mean, showed I, you the we haven't even showed you a video where Chris talks about. Oh, how, how do you like that? that? How do you like? How about do you like that? this? Do you like this? this what I'm saying the media coming up is incredible. How do you, do you like that? this? Wait till we get a raid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that video is fucking awesome. Wait till we show you a video of Chris talking about a woman sucking pussy juice out of his fucking beard. <laughs> Best day of my life. That's <laughs> yeah! how we feel about that. That's like how we that? feel about that. The worst day of mine. Loving it. <laughs> See, this is what I should have done when the pandemic hit. I should have got on my Twitch game, just got up to speed, but. I'm too lazy. Uh, I didn't do it. Yeah, it took now, us I'm a... back, now I'm back to the shit open mics. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing real circuit. gigs now. Yeah. No, I, I do real gigs. You're a big boy. Yeah, man. But I still yeah. find myself in a horrific show every now and again. It happens to the best of us. Oh, oh. for sure. Yeah. All the time. The amount of times I was just booking Edinburgh previews before we started this uh, this year's show. And I already know I'm like, I wonder if this is the one I'm going to turn up to and I'm going to go, wow this is going to suck because the promoter <laughs> has decided that one person is enough to do a gig and it's not. And I hate this, but what the fuck am I going to do? I'm already in Stoke or wherever the fuck you find yourself. Buddy, I, I had one in Montreal where there was literally zero audience members and there were 10 comics booked um, or sorry, here in Victoria. And it was like just a, just a, an open mic thing. And I was just sitting there like, okay, we'll just have beers and hang out and that'll be nice. And the guys and the guy around the show is like, all right, let's go. No, let's start nope. it. And so I just I watched them go. I was supposed to go last. And um, as the show happened, it took about two hours for the show to happen. And by the end, the room was full. I've never seen anything like it. What? Started out literally empty. 
And within two hours, it became a thing. It was the, fucking the wild. By the time I got on, it was a full room. That's insane. It was nuts, man. I did that's... that at the Fringe on the blunderbuss. I performed upstairs to nobody, just mm -hmm. talking to myself. And then eventually people came up. And then the person whose gig it was asked me to leave and then had a forum I cultivated. <laughs> Wait a minute. Fucking rude. Go back Do and those gigs have that sort of slow clap momentum, though, where it's like... It, it's taking a while, but the end result is really good. Or was it still just a bit like this gig started with That's nobody really in the room, though? Who, me? Very, yeah. yeah. To both of you. I was, hmm. I was just talking because I just liked the room. I was just rabbiting on, just seeing what would happen because I knew people were downstairs. So they heard uh, a microphone okay. and people sort of slowly came up. And then I was asked to leave. So wait, you were just yeah. Who asked you to leave? If you don't want to say it on stream, we have a private chat option that you can put. That's where we name names. John's gone. John lost his internet. John is gone. Oh, he went. Um, John. Yeah, of course it was. He just died. That's I don't know who it was. It was just it was just some weird guy. Yeah, it's Russell Hicks though. Yeah, Russell Hicks did that. He had that show in like a big sports bar right near the station. You know the one that's like under the bridge. Yeah. And. It was empty every day. He would do that show at like 2 p.m. and there was no one in there. And he would just start going, you know, riffing, doing his Russell Hicks shit. And as people would walk by the door, he'd like fucking lure them in. And then yeah. when they were sat down, he would gather them. They became like a team to try to fill the room. And <laughs> I remember him telling me he did it every day. I was like, you're a maniac and you're going to be amazing. If you keep doing this, you're going to be fucking incredible. It was before he'd really figured out the whole riffing all the time thing. So it was still yeah, some yeah. shows were the best thing you've ever seen. And sometimes he would just fucking eat it for 20 minutes or an hour. Um, uh, and so it was really I've exciting. Seen, I've seen like, both of those. You're going to get this. Yeah, he's. Um, I, saw, I, I saw him die so hard in front of a university crowd and then was, pick it up ah! right at the end, right at the end. And they literally carried him off stage. He started killing so hard in the last five minutes. I've never seen anything like it. I've still was got a video I, of it. On here's my, my question. Somewhere. Was I at that gig? <laughs> no. Okay. Because I saw him at a university gig with Chris. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Because he killed for... It was a different gig because he killed for 20 minutes. And then the last thing he said, and this was wild, was maybe Robin Williams was right to kill himself. And he said that. <laughs> and then the entire room went, what now? And then he just didn't get off stage and bombed for 20 minutes. Like it was the, I was like, he's done it. Let's get out of here. And then yeah. said that. And I was like, huh? And then the, my next memory is there was a guy on stage. I went up to smoke. I come back and there's a guy on stage and Russell is on his shoulders like he's a uh, master and the other guy's blaster from master blaster <laughs> and he's just trying to save a gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy, uh, that guy goes, that guy goes, I saw him start a new catchphrase in a town in East Grinstead. We were doing the show. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. I used to, I was the resident host for like a year. Oh, and... that was the guy who ran the university gig. I did. So I think it might've been the same gig then. Cause like he was eating, and then he rode out, and then they carried him. But I did that show with him a few times because that was Ollie, Phil K's gig. No, no. Ollie something. I can't remember his last name. Um, nice guy. Never was in stand up. Just a just a fan of comedy. Wait a he minute. Runs, who it's Grinstock? Grinstock comedy. Who here saw a fucking Russell Hicks gig, and for no reason, Russell, not Russell Kane, uh, fucking Phil K was just <laughs> naked watching in the front row like this. <laughs> I wasn't at that one. I wish I had been. I love I've that. Someone, been naked so, a few times. 
Oh yeah, Ashley. Do you know this is the best thing, Joe? Um, sometimes Ashley makes us all feel like old ghosts because she'll just not know who someone is when you should know who someone is. Get ready for that feeling, Ashley. Who's Phil K? I I do know who Phil K is. Oh, okay. I okay. do. Right. I uh, I feel like I know the name, but I can't place it. No, <laughs> he's he's, oh, so he's a gypsy, not Romani. Wait. He's a gypsy. Yeah, he's like he's, yeah. his. All over the oh, place. I've seen, I saw a crowd. I do you know, know him. You know how up the creek sometimes just hates people? Oh, yeah. You know, they just go, fuck you, and they just stick with that for the whole time. I've never seen them hate someone like they hated Phil K. Can we what watch Phil? Can we watch <laughs> Phil K's Russell? Will we get, let's take YouTube off and watch Phil K's fucking Russell Howard uh, on his, on Russell Howard's, on Russell Howard's good news? Because it can is just, the, Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, while we were talking about Grins Grinstead, hmm. Phil K booked me for a gig in Grinstead when he was sort of living there. Yep. And he was living in a van, as far as I can tell, and he took me to the show. He did it. It was great. But he wanted me to um, get my last train. And in true Phil K style, he goes, it's all right. I've got a car. I bought it off someone for 30 pounds. <laughs> This fucking car, man. I, I can't. I, I don't even know how to describe what it was. And he said he found it. He managed to find a battery to get it going. And he was swigging. <laughs> he was swigging uh, like straight vodka from a bottle, yeah. driving like eighty miles an hour down the wrong way. Doesn't have a license to get me to the station. Yeah, you can't just have a normal interaction with. Phil. No, no. I went to go see his hour. An adventure. I went to see his hour in Edinburgh once, and he showed up twenty minutes late, and he was like, uh, "I needed." I needed to go uh, and send money to my daughter, and I forgot to do it. And then on the way, I liked another man's shirt, so we swapped shirts in the street. <laughs> he does that all the time. I I don't know Phil. I, Phil K. I know Phil K. Phil K. Does not know me because he has definitely called me Phil, which I think I think that he thinks me and Phil Nickel are the same person, which is crazy because he's known Phil Nickel for thirty years, and I. Do not look like Phil Nickel. But Height he's disparity like, You don't alone. look like Phil Nickel at all. <laughs> yeah. The only I have established to... that I do not know who Phil K is. I mean, that is very uh, surprising given something I feel that like I, know. I only know his name. And mm. that's like, I've I think heard you've people heard... say it and that's it. Off stream, I will explain to you how you've heard his name because <laughs> I know something that, yeah, just like Fitz Heim, Phil should be fictional. Yeah. No, Phil, like, I feel, oh my God, but. Um, he, I've seen him. I try. I saw him at coming out of the, the Gilda Balloon after doing Late and Live. I'm walking towards Palmyra, going home because I lived in that direction. So you'd always pass Palmyra going home. Hmm. And Phil Nickel was in the on that street yelling at a guy. But come on, let's switch shirts. Phil K, you mean? Phil K, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean, <laughs> Phil Nickel could also be doing that. Yeah, but Phil Nickel could easily be doing Phil that. K. Phil yeah. ruined a guy's whole project once by just being himself, where this guy had this idea where he was going to get comedians to give tours of London, but each comedian would pick a part of London that they knew a lot about, and they would give you, like, their... Oh, no. Tour. Oh, no. And so all these people pick, like, cool little spots. Phil K picks Oxford Street at 2 p.m. <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> And so he's got a group of like 20 people and he's trying to give them a tour and it's the most cramped fucking awful experience that it ruined this guy's business. But it's such a funny <laughs> idea. It's so funny. 
I just love that Phil K thought he was helping. That's the other thing is you can't be angry at the man, even though you're like, sometimes you're like, you're gen- this is genuinely stupid. Yeah. I, I heard I- a story once that he going to a gig uh, somewhere in Europe, you know how you can make a pipe out of an apple? Mm-hmm. He brought an apple. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just to, no, no, like he like had dope on him too, supposedly, but he was like, better. And he like, it's just, they were flying together and he put the apple in security and they were like, what's the apple for? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I've also seen him do one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, I don't want this to be a full size. I do think he's like oddly brilliant. Like, I did a show with him in the back room of a bar in Dalston and it's one of the few times that I had to give someone a standing ovation. Like, as yeah. soon as it ended, we all jumped out of our seats because he just did something we'd never seen before and were moved by and were cry laughing at. Like, he was, like, when he's in the zone, nobody better. Gen- no, like, genuinely yeah. brilliant, absolutely incredible. What, and what he's, he's doing just also is also a maniac. Guys, I may have read some, I have been may have been reading some Del Close after watching a documentary about Del Close. So I've really mm. leaned to some pretentious comedy chaos thing. What it is is, Phil K is completely just trying to find to live in the moment and yeah. make his comedy from that moment. Yeah. The problem is, is that Phil K is a chaotic person and also doesn't know that like sometimes that you just have to do your act because there's no moment. It's just people in a room. Yeah. But Phil K is like, I could do that or I could take a full shit on stage. And they were like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, he's shitting. Oh, he's not even supposed to be on stage right now. <laughs> Lucy Pierman. All right. Well, I guess he's doing the first spot. Like that's that's the thing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like. And it's people Very forget good. someone someone commented he used to have his own television show. Phil, I've watched it. It's all on YouTube. I've watched all of it. It is it was a big star. Yeah, he was well, super famous. He was like channel four in the 90s. That's my buddy Kenny, who yeah. I'm trying to still trying to get on the show. When I told him I was doing a show with Phil K, he was like, Phil, are you kidding me? That's my dad's favorite comedian. And I was like, shut up. Shut up. There's no yeah. way that's true. So I heard, I don't know if this is true. I heard this from someone who I think is just angry about the situation, but was basically, he just wouldn't not be Phil K mm-hmm. and may have. So one person one time implied he had a heroin problem, but I don't think that that's true because I've never heard it since. And also yeah. You'd know. if he has a heroin problem, he's the best junkie I've ever seen in my entire life. That cause I got news for you. He's a bit irresponsible, but he's aloof hippie. Mm-hmm. He's pothead irresponsible with the manic energy of someone who has, uh, literally sold out the assembly rooms just doing a whatever he fucking wants show yeah. that quote unquote i once asked phil uh phil nickel about phil k's shows he went well i went to go see him and it started off with him walking on stage uh naked and it ended us ended us it ended with us all on arthur's seat and he was performing a wedding and i was like <laughs> in an hour and he was like and he went and he kept to time like i was like holy <laughs> shit and so that's the thing he's just i think he was super famous but you try and produce around that like you'd be like all right well we're meeting with the grip at nine and he's like the grip no 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 no. we're not i just need eight cameras and we'll figure this out yeah and yeah god bless i doubt he has a heroin problem i just think he might have just done heroin for a few weeks once i think that i think it's like dabbled yeah yeah I don't know. Here, okay, someone someone had heroin once. He's just fucking yeah. Why not? If you didn't know heroin was so addictive, would you try it? You just heard no. about this new drug. Well, we're different people. <laughs> if you didn't, if I, if if I didn't see it ruin people's lives, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's, I watched Rick. What's his name? Rick. Uh, the 
uh, the American comic, John. You definitely know him. Uh, oh, Rick Shapiro. Rick, Rick Shapiro. Shapiro. I watched Rick Shapiro do a show in Montreal, and the whole show was about how heroin ruined his life. And at the end, I still wanted to do heroin. That's how good he made it sound. Oh, yeah. By the way, Rick Shapiro um, uh, one time uh, disappeared after that show that Chris saw him do in Montreal. Disappeared for a full eight hours. Couldn't find him. Here was the mystery. They knew where his shoes were. There, he never, <laughs> he never brought up where he was. Wow. He, um, um, he Montreal was, in the winter. That is, it's shoe required. It's he like was friends it, with my wife. Yeah. Well, were they friends? Him and Steph <laughs> were like friends. She went. Uh, uh, they used to hang out, like, because she interviewed a bunch of comedians when we first started uh, dating, because she, her PhD was supposed to be about comedy originally, and yeah. um, so like after her first date, she went to go hang out with Stuart Lee. Uh, because of her, I got to have dinner with Eddie Pepitone. Like she's friends with Andy Kindler, all these like weird things that I wouldn't yeah. have guessed. But Rick Shapiro was like a huge fan of hers because she's brilliant and funny and and mean and beautiful. And he invited her out. Some dude was trying to film a documentary about him, which is a nightmare. I can't imagine Paul trying to organize it was that. Paul Prevenza. No, it, it was some it dude. was some kid. It was some kid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh no, um, sorry. It was Paul Prevenza was trying to do one about Andy Andrist. Uh, okay. Who is also a noted scumbag weirdo yeah. comedian? Yeah, but he's but at least Rick is like also brilliant. Um, but uh, so he brought Sadaf was like, oh, I'll just go out to Germany and hang out with Rick while he's filming this documentary. And I was like, all right, be careful, he's gonna get weird, and he did. Yeah, uh, and not like aggressive or anything. But then when she was like, I have a boyfriend, no, thank you. Um, he was he was like, oh, I bet he's one of those big buff comics who just talks about fucking all the time and he's really it was like nope big big mistake but big couldn't have got it more yeah. wrong but yeah he I was don't like know. mad at her never spoke to her again no it's funny about rick shapiro guys who haven't heard of rick shapiro which i like to call this side of the show mm -hmm. uh uh, is everyone has a version <laughs> of the story chris has about rick shapiro where they basically are like this guy's great he seems totally fine and then he either tries to fuck them or borrow money. And then it's just like that. I got tricked. I got tricked. Yeah, yeah he full turns. Real shame. Um, actually, well, like, you never... like clockwork, like clockwork, he'll either fuck you or ask to borrow money. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. actually, you really kind of skipped being in like an open, open mic scene because you've moved a lot. Like you, like the Scottish, like Scottish comedy, not during Edinburgh, in my mind, always seems nice. Everyone's a, f it's friends. Everyone's cool. Yeah, they all look like they. Nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, you don't know. I you had don't a... know suffering. You don't know. You never met. I've been team. very fortunate <laughs> in that when I first started doing stand up, I ha I already had so many friends that were stand ups mm. that I got gigs very quickly. Within three months of doing of starting doing it, Alison had let me support her, mm. so that just bumped me up into doing Dublin gigs without asking for them um and then when i moved over to scotland i felt like i was going to be really starting again but i mean i think i've mentioned this before i did one gig because i accidentally ended up living with the person who booked that one through this like a spare room ad and then two people at that gig one of whom worked for monkey barrel and one of whom was friends with someone at the stand then booked me for those 
So I just didn't even apply for like Top Banana or Red yeah, Rod. They got other people yeah. put me on. So Honestly, I'm just an know. asshole. I don't, I'm really sorry to do this. And I think it's probably a little rude to do it publicly. But um, you're fired. Joe is the new Ashley. Sorry, guys. We have to do it. We need people that have suffered on London open mics. Yeah. Oh, sure. Your medical history reads like different ways you could kill a crazed pig. And yet you continue to survive. But still... <laughs> Also, I don't like that Dangerous T gets the um, gets all of the heat of the London open mic scene. He's, if anything, a welcoming and calming force compared to all the other ones I just didn't learn the names of. Let's start with this guy. I can't remember his name. He has a fedora. <laughs> he faked getting punched in the face over a comedy show about Jimmy Savile. And I am willing to bet he's gone very hard right. John Sharp? Not John Sharp. I'll know his name. Sure. <laughs> Joe Jacobs. Who's John Sharp? Who's John Sharp? Yeah, try to describe John Sharp. Go ahead. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. John Sharp, the first time I ever saw him was at the comedy store King Gong. Uh, he lasted about four seconds. He got as far as putting a lampshade on his head and shouting and then he's, he's booed off. Uh, he's a perpetual. The symbol of fun that is a lampshade on your head. Yeah. You're going to be doing something wrong if you're doing that wrong. Yeah, he had his little dirty penis out. That was the reason. Sorry, Joe. He tried to get somebody to use it as the court. Sorry. Um... (laughs) That is the end of the story. Lampshade on the nut. He was wrong straight off. But I've seen him. He's like one of them. Are you aware of the beef between Dangerous T and John Sharp? Like Amazing. One for the ages. Amazing. The lowest what? stakes war of all time. What are you talking time. about? <laughs> Joe, yeah. take me through it well, step by re- step. It's hard to remember, but I, I know that on Facebook there was, a, there was a slanging match. A lot of it like illegible, but the gist of it was Dangerous T accused John Sharp of stealing material, I think, maybe. It's- <laughs> Is amazing. Where, 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 where did this take place? Do you remember the forum? Do you remember the forum this took place on? No, no. I think it would just be a dangerous. T sort of output would say John Sharp steel joke. Mm-hmm. John, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, Richard Wright knows what I'm saying. It did happen. I didn't imagine it. I no, I didn't think you did, Richard. Do you know where this happened? Because I'll bring it the fuck up, and we will go through line by line. Oh, I, oh, I wish, can't I still wish. be up. Uh, Oh my um, god, it wasn't material, it was the sound of a bee. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> It was the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right, yeah. Absolutely incredible. I remember my main memory of John Sharp is um Joe, how often did you do Pear Tree? The second worst show in the uh, UK. Not, not enough. I did it a couple times, but I, yeah. I used to do it as often as I could because Brian and Crystal just made me laugh. Like, I just thought they were so funny at the disdain that they showed for everybody on the show. Uh, but the best part Brian Damage? Brian Damage, yeah. And John Sharp would do the show every single week, and he would sit in the front row as soon as he finished his set and just grimace at everybody. <laughs> and, and Brian would be so mean so mean to john the whole show it was the biggest laughs anyone got the whole show was just ripping on john sharp in between acts and i would just go to watch that it was fucking great and no one felt bad for him because john was such a fucking dick (laughs) you should get john on this i think let him clear his name um i have (laughs) never both sides here's here's a wild thing and i'm gonna have to join ashley on the not i've not been on enough dirty open mics i don't think i ever met 
John Sharp. I don't think I ever did. I did a gigs with Dangerous T a bunch. I've mm. never done a gig with this man. Oh, he's a, he's a, uh, yeah, he's just, he's, he's a signpost. You know, he's one of those guys that you meet when you start doing stand up and you go, oh, not, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is such a cruel way to describe another person. That's just fucking tons of them. That's how I thought of it when I was new to stand up. I'd just be like, no entry sign. Cool. Yeah, no, that's helpful, but I mean, it's accurate. Yeah. If you're doing too many shows and John Sharp is appearing, something something's going wrong. Yeah, John Sharp, yeah. Jimbo. Those were the two that I was like, that's I'm fucking up. I can't be near these guys. Jimbo. Who is yeah. Jimbo? Jimbo was like if John Sharp joined the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to describe somebody to somebody you, who just said they don't know who John Sharp is. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, there's no there's, there's no other equivalent. There's no you can't describe. They're both like old men, like old men, um, who hate you and hate comedy and insist on doing it. And uh, the thing about John was he would do like old sort of vaudeville stuff, like he had props and shit, and he'd talk about like sweeping. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. <laughs> and it was like uh, puns and set up punchlines and just bad jokes. And Jimbo, I remember Jimbo once spent um, a minute on stage trying to do the splits. And just... Oh, that's way longer than you think that is, too. It was that's yeah, way that's long. such it was a long time. Also, during that's a competition a, a set. It was, during a round, it was during a round in the comedy back. night's new comedian competition. No. And then he yelled at me because I was on before him and I went 20 seconds over and he's like, you're the reason I bombed. I, like, I don't think so, but... You never even oh my did God, the splits. The, you just gave the up. Fucking comedy nights. I remember that guy was so. What was that fucking guy's name? He moved to Edinburgh to open a comic book shop. Uh, Bobby. I like Bobby. I like Bobby too. But I remember he once was. I remember this, and it was just. It just. I didn't need to hear this at this moment. As he went, and bear, the, bear in mind, I was. Ju I just was on the tube with this act, and he was like, um, "All I had asked was, hey, Bobby." Can I go on first? I'm going to go on first. And he just went, um, I mean, you can, but you don't really have the energy of someone I like up top. Like James Loveridge. He's someone who can open a gig. And I was just like, what's that even fucking mean, man? What's that even fucking mean? <laughs> oh, I was James is a ray of sunshine. He's all I love James. I love James too, but it was like he wasn't on the gig. And I was just like, so why'd you just why'd you just pick that guy? I'll never forget that being like even someone on the show. Why'd you just like throw that name out there? Oh, you know what it is so though, with people like Bobby. I feel for promoters because only doing comedy for so long do I realize how irritating it must be to just have every new act trying to oh. bore you to tears with this, with, you know, yeah. like asking for feedback, asking for the. And the yeah. best example of that is the guy from downstairs at the King's Head, Peter. Peter yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What a great curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I ever met Peter when I was doing the Thursday, you know, I'm like a fucking year in dog mm. shit. But I remember I met him out front. He was smoking a cigarette. And I'd like, you know, you, I don't know if you're aware, you have to call between nine and 11 for a gift. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you try and build up a rapport over those years. It took me about five years to get a weekend. Oh, yeah. So I'd call and say, hey, Peter, how's it going? Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering if I could just, uh, uh, can, I, can I put this one? Who is it? It's Joe Jacob. Yeah, March. Bye. Anyway, first time I met him, I tried to sort of build the rapport, you know, so we can 
he might remember me, might give me some work. He was smoking a cigarette. I went over to him. I said, hey, Peter, it's Joe. I'm, I was emailing you about the show. It's really nice to finally meet you, man. And he just looks at me. He goes, <laughs> it's actually harder to do that than to just say, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a choice. That was, that was a decision. Now, Joe, that is effort. I want, Joe, we have something here called the private chat. I'm going to put a name. I'm going to tell a story. And I'm going to put a name there because this is betraying Peter from the King's Head's trust. But it on, the punchline only works if you get the name. I'm not going to say the name to everyone, but I'll put it there at the end. And then watch. I think Chris is going to love this story. I think Chris is going to love it, which is I, I got into the King's Head like relatively quickly um, just because uh, Imran Yusuf, of all people, walked me in there and just big me up to Peter. Imran and does then that. Peter just always booked me. Great guy for that. P mm. uh, Imran Yusuf deserves more love than he gets, I think. Anyway, uh, so I was there. This is my, my first year in comedy. Another person who's gone on to some stuff was doing his first spot. And Peter's not even watching. He watched the first seconds. He's like, I understand it. And I was like, sat in the back. And I was like, you're not even going to watch? You said this guy, you're going to give him notes. And he was like, I've seen enough. I know what this guy, I know who this guy is. It's fine. And I was like, all right. And a guy comes in and he's just like, it's not for me, mate. I don't think you're being who you are up there. And it's not for me. And he was like, what? I killed. And he's like, yeah, everyone kills. It's not for me. <laughs> and the guy walks out and he goes, he goes, that guy's a bad guy. There's something when there's something in that guy. I don't want to be around that guy. That guy's. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, that guy, there's something about him. And I always disagreed with him until very recently. And what this guy has become, it really makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Zadaf hated on sight as well. Zadaf would like not come to shows if that guy was on. She's like, that dude's fucking garbage. And he hates women. And Gotta love instincts that. like that. Yeah. Oh my wow. God. It was. I had a really. I had a really good moment of something like that recently where uh, I've been doing a bit of work on stuff and we won't get into that. You're having plastic um, surgery. She's doing foot videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're selling your underwear online. Finally. But a bit the, work, the work has involved a bit of security work. Mm -hmm. And so I was maintaining a barrier of sorts. And a, I, we have backup of actual security guys there but there was a, a guy that came up to the barrier and he sort of tried to get through and I was just like you can't come through here you need to walk around the longer way all of this and he walked away but I walked over to the security guard and I said uh there's a guy that's just come up I think he's going to cause trouble and no sooner had I finished saying the sentence than he had gone and gotten three of his mates and come back and broken into a car. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I finished speaking the sentence and the security guy just ran because behind me they they could the, the alarm was going off and yeah. they could see. <laughs> who breaks into a car with two friends? Isn't the whole point? I'll tell you. you I'll tell you exactly who. Do you want to know who, Chris? Do you want to know who? You ready? Yep. You know, I, just, <laughs> I almost I almost just said the name in the private chat. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just naturally just went to do I that. I gotta tell you, it would have been fine. I would have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I put an extra little detail into the private chat for oh, you guys. Ooh, but, this is nice. Um uh 
Oh, that's just, just killing in the private chat. Just killing yeah. in the private chat. Oh my god! I well, I'm not going to bring up that name, Joe, because uh, you put it there. And I, but your reaction to that particular situation was my favorite because I was I had just got to the country when that happened, and I had just heard about it that day. I ran into you and um, and Jamali, <laughs> and your reaction was the fucking best. Oh, I can't remember what was it, Joe. I mean, it gives away who it was. If we, if uh, I, if I, I think we can talk. I think we've talked about that guy. Yeah, we've talked. We've talked about the guy. Are you fine talking about it, Joe? I don't care. Nice. Okay, <laughs> what it was? We're talking about Philio Huff, who was the uh, the guy who, by the way, uh, got so outed online and booted out of British comedy. And I saw Joe like the next day after it happened. And Joe was just like, "Yeah, man, it's super super fucked up." I really hope my agents don't hold that against me because I was the one who got him a showcase. <laughs> <laughs> showcase? I'm the one that got him signed. Yeah. Did oh, my that show. Was so, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you, you timed it so perfectly because either you had a cigarette or in my head you had a cigarette because you just were like, you are just like, because it was like, I was like, holy shit. I, could, I'm like, I was so, I mean, you were just like very low energy, like a perfect precision delivery of just like, Old Joe might be in trouble. <laughs> really good. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! What happened to that guy? Because I got to tell you, only England is the place where I'm like, this is a push. He disappears completely. Like I could also see him like working for that guy who books Brussels. And when you ask what the fee is, he's like, "We'll work it out when you're over here." Yeah, I saw That's him. Fucking... I saw him book for something recently. He's gonna do like uh, he's doing black gigs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a completely separate scene, right? Which was well, so funny yeah. during yeah, the. Yeah. I remember during the during the pandemic, a friend of mine was on the board of the Live Comedy Association, and um, and we would we would talk on Zoom semi regularly, and we were talking about it. And I asked her, I was like, "So how involved are you in the black scene?" And she's like, "The black scene, like just like the whole comedy association just forgot there was a black scene. Oh my god, and they just weren't involved at all." I was like, "That's real bad, guys. That's not. real bad. That's something. That's, that's something so interesting, funny. though." Though. I want to I want to bring up with three comics, yeah. You know how everybody in comedy is always talking about diversity of bills? Don't yeah. you think it, there's something to be said for the fact that a lot of black people might just want to make their fortunes on YouTube anyway and not perform to, like, three people in Doncaster? They don't care if they're, <laughs> they're on the bill or not. I mean, Joe, yeah, I, gotta, but, I gotta but, tell you, you, you bring up a you bring up a good point, but I think they're more worried about the diversity for the the big gigs that make money, and I think the uh, the ladies and gentlemen go. of the African American community will leave will leave me performing for a dog, Silky, and one guy in literal Doncaster, England. They'll leave that to me. They don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think yeah. The main thing is about how bookers would literally say, "I can't have you on the show. I already have a black guy." Yeah, that um, was yeah. where that's that's where I which was a sentence that I think was said. I got, yeah, yeah. pretty regularly. I had an email that, saying they can't have me because I'm a white guy recently, and I was like, yeah. I should have. Uh, I should have done a Constantin kissing and put it on Twitter. I hate that so much because it's always done by people where I'm always like, you're only saying this because you've heard a new excuse not to say no. And you don't have the ability to just be semi-confrontational and go, no, I don't want you on my gig. Like it's never actually you're trying to help. It's never from a person where I'm like, I think your heart's in the right place. It's always in the guy who's like, can't have any black people because of marks. And he's like, oh, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Also, his act at the time, I haven't seen him 
I haven't seen him do stand up in a few years now, but his act at the time was so like wouldn't have crossed a single line on that list. Oh yeah. It was so middle of the road. Russia and England are different. <laughs> that oh, that would have had no impact on his set at all. There was nothing. You know what I sometimes about wonder? I sometimes wonder if he just used that as a way to capture a certain audience and he was yeah. just more thinking about the business than anything else. And it's almost like he was very close with someone who'd worked a lot in the media and they were able to just manipulate the media given the wording of a press release, if you know how to work. I, I mean, I, I assume that I don't think that's what happened. I oh, just John think that, that might have happened. I think he's a pretty smart dude. And I, no, I, don't, I think yeah, he's like very he's ambitious. To yeah, get to get to where he is in that space of time, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's, this it's, is a, this is a good email I had. What uh, are you reading the email now, Joe? Are you very? Angry? Oh my god, he's put the whole email in the private chat. That oh, is... did you put the whole email in the private chat? <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Just what we were talking about, because Constantin did he, he got put uh, on a student gig. Yeah. And they said, like, can you just sign this behavioral clause? And really, like, I think you basically unwittingly sign a behavioral clause anytime you do any gig. You just it's about yeah. respecting the vibe and whoever, blah blah blah. He like put it everywhere. And I got that saying, long story that short, is... I think it's too white. I'd already been booked for it. But if I put that on Twitter, that would probably fuck off. Yeah, I mean, but, but, then, I, but what kind of fans would fans, you get? Exactly. What I also like yeah, about this yeah, email is yeah. I got to say, this is very diplomatically run. And also for a UK booker, he has done something that I never saw in six years of being canceled. Is he offered you another date right mm-hmm. there? This is, I have that never, yeah. in the UK, yeah. literally the kid could be canceled because the promoter murdered my family. That's the reason yeah. the shit is my family. And then if you, the next email is, so can we put another date in the diary? At best, you're getting a response. What's with all the rushing? What's yeah. with all the business <laughs> of our email relate? Like, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I, I had, I, I only got that ever once. And I heard it from my agent because um, I was up for like a show that I've dreamed of doing my whole life. And, um, and they came back with, uh, sorry, we're not booking white guys. And I'll put it. I'll put it oh, here. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's unfortunate. And they were that's like, "Yeah, even... they, they were like, Chris would be perfect for that, but we're not doing white guys." That's not oh, even man. the reason. That's not yeah, even like, the reason, right. Chris. That's because that they they lied to you to your face. No, they lied to me through my agent's face. The actual reason is that show doesn't book Canadians as a grant reason. They oh. anytime I'm like it drives me crazy. Anytime <laughs> a promoter, anytime a promoter says, "Oh no, it's because you're a white guy," yeah. they are lying. That's not the real reason. They, they, that's Ex- not the real reason. That what you didn't get booked for when they said they're not booking white guys. Yeah. To get the grant to make that entire thing possible, yeah. they have to have certain things that are for Canadians and certain things that aren't for Canadians. Okay. That show is not for Canadians. The they like can't let Canadians do it. They have a whole other show called the Mm-mm-mm of Canada. Yeah. Or the the Mm-mm-mm-mm of Canada. That's why. Oh shit! They lied to you. They 100 percent lied to you. Why would they uh, tell that lie? Because you can't f- ask a follow up question. You can't go, but you, yeah, you can. That's why they do it. It's bullshit. It's That's so. And weird. by the way, because these fucking people can't just be honest, they're helping 
racism. That's how fun show business is. <laughs> I can't be confrontational openly. Well, I better just help racism then. Are you fucked? Are you actually fucked? By the way, <laughs> what John means by helping racism is uh, uh, making white, giving white guys a victim complex. Yes. Yeah, which <laughs> helps just racism so everyone more. Understands what just, just to be 100% clear, and that is we do not need that. Like, yeah. That's the last thing white dudes need because we already have it relatively unnecessarily. Yeah. I just realized that there's barbecue sauce on my glass. <laughs> 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 I I had like it was on my burger. <laughs> Yesterday it was cheese in the hair. Today it's barbecue sauce on the glass. Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too far. Oh, out. No. Yeah. This is why women shouldn't be on comedy. Because <laughs> you just show up with dirty, dirty water glasses. <laughs> what am I, so, Irish? Joe, do you have yeah. any uh, particular uh, standout memories or, or how did you feel about doing the open mics in London? Because you started in London, whereas like I started in Montreal and then I yeah. moved there. But like that was your from <laughs> ground zero. That was you. How do you feel about it? Man, I loved it. But uh, did you, Joe? Did you love it? <laughs> no, not always. But I uh, yeah, it was really fun. I, I, I know that I think everyone always says the same thing. I wouldn't like to start now. Mm. But when I started, it wasn't much better. There were no women. Everybody was yeah. trying to be Frankie Boyle or Stuart Lee. So yeah. there was literally oh, rape yeah. jokes on the circuit. Like so literally. many, so oh many. My God, would, so many. People were trying to like. They were like, oh, "My rape jokes the best," and they would. There were no women. Every everyone. I would have killed back then. <laughs> no, you would have been. Ashley, you would have been murdered by John Sharp. You didn't you know hear my killed? rape joke. Your rape fantasy joke. That would. Have yeah, your rape fantasy joke would, would have killed. Like, She's got the best rape joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I used to go to like the thing I I'm astonished is how I ever left the open mics because how do you fucking I, I don't know. It took me about five years to be like mm -hmm. semi decent, really. But I remember I think what I did was I was just pushing myself to get bigger gigs because of ego. Mm. Not because I was any good. But I was thinking like my wanking jokes are revolutionary. The store mm, must. They, they need to hit that. Thank you. They are now. They weren't always. I think <laughs> how you get a bit better though is that you kind of. You, yeah. I think to a certain degree you have to take gigs that are beyond your skill mm. or your yeah. level. You have yeah. to have a crushing the ones that are ahead of you. Except uh, there's only one person who didn't view their comedy career that way and had to be yelled at for a year about that. I want you to guess. Yeah, it was this fucking dumb dumb right here. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. By doing so many John Garrett Millerick, Pierre oh. Novelli, just general people that I would meet would be like, stop doing open mics. And I was like, never from my cold dead hands. My frustration was when you were like, but I'm not good enough to do a weekend. And I was literally doing weekend comedy. In 2012 and 2013, which is very most people aren't good enough to do yeah. weekends. <laughs> it's when so many clubs dug in their heels and are like, "We got to protect all of these headliners from the '90s." So you're doing a fucking highlight with Tim Clark, and you're just like, oh, "Wait a minute, I forgot about Tim Clark." Yeah, you're just like, "Yeah, I was about to really reveal a secret about that guy." Where I was like, "Don't say that. You're not supposed to say that." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a whole thing about it. I was like, "I have to be." I mean, ready. Who but um, but I should have I should have jumped out years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I don't know that person, but that's great. I was so close <laughs> to just dropping that. Like I was so close to just ruining so many people's lives. And that's oh, such I a non sequitur as well. It's just like a fun fact. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna come fact. back in a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my back. Devastating. Yeah.
Um, oh, um, uh, um, Joe, did you have a moment where you're like, I'm done with these open mics forever? Was it when you and Andy Zapp were hanging out near Alfie Noakes? These are all people from the London Open Mic series. <laughs> yeah, more or less. It was, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, the shows I've done, some of them are so fucking funny, man, like they're being awful. I did one in an actual hospital once. Uh, and the kid just booked it. You know, you just show up to any gig. Yeah. So I said, oh, it's, yeah. in a, it's, it's in a hospital, it's in Harrow Hospital, and it was literally in the operating theatre, like, a, you know, like where they watch students, student doctors would watch the thing. It's like the, is that the right phrase? The yeah. Operating yeah, yeah. yeah, the operating theatre is the name. Yeah. And it was in there. The only other gig on was, I remember David Mills was the headliner, and he was just sat in a room waiting and there was no audience was, and then two people arrived and then the guy said let's start the show and i said who the fuck are these people and they said oh guilty we're the parents he just brought his mum and dad oh the only that's, that's what? It's those oh. shit like that but that's the story yeah when i said i'm not doing this well, I, I did it i think yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. We all did it. We all did it. That's <laughs> awful. But I tell you what, like I do, even for better or worse, I don't really kind of have too much. I like to know a comic has been through the trenches. It's, it makes me respect them a bit more. I don't like I... it when they have a clear ascension, beautiful rooms, easy work. <laughs> Come on, I want to know about the... What you did, fucking... So what you're saying is while up. Ashley was telling her story, you were like, you were very you upset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you. Fucking <laughs> it on a bloody plate. Hey, you know what? I've had life trauma to make up for it. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, everything Joe, else for her has been so hard. Joe, I'm going to just, I, I'm not, not to tell Ashley's story in a sentence, but <laughs> I, I will. The, the woman you're looking at right there, she one time, her mom put an Allen key in her mouth and broke her jaw. Now, there's more to that story, but we're not letting you be, you're not letting me hear it. Just understand, we don't know from suffering for that woman. All right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, yeah. I'm not going to knock, I'm not going to knock your journey. Yeah. Your journey is your journey. Yeah, but you can knock everyone else's journey. I should journey also say, Ashley's. like, I haven't, I haven't yet been to London and I'm, I might crash and burn on the London open mic scene. Yeah. Everyone also, I don't know. I don't really know you like that. The people that I have issues with are the ones that I sort of that, that kind of just danced on the open mic and then suddenly they're like they're on a panel show. They're the ones that wind me up. If I don't know yeah. you, it's not so bad. You're I know what you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I once had uh, I once remember realizing where I was like, oh, I was just never. I re I always enjoyed when that happened because eventually I was just like, oh, I'm I'm just I don't want to be on those things and I'm never going to be that person because it's also you realize you're like. Oh, the reason why they grab them so early is that they like for producer that's perfect because it's just like oh you just look really I can fill you up mm -hmm. with whatever I need as a television personality so you're just going for a different gig but that's what no one tells you also is that's like I was in an open mic because I wanted to be a comedian some people are at an open mic because they want to be on television mm -hmm. and I just didn't know that there was a mental distinction between the two it did yeah. take me a lot of therapy and about four years to get to this place of acceptance before that I was just like. Hey, how about you can fuck off? If you haven't fucking killed in Manchester, you don't deserve to be on eight out of ten melons have yeah. QI. Yeah. Speaking of guys that just don't deserve their success, Gareth Waugh just entered oh, Gareth, the yeah, yeah, Gareth go Waugh. fuck himself. What a, Gareth what a Waugh's, bastard. He's probably on one of those weird Scottish radio panel shows, <laughs> like how many melons at the market or uh meat bag. <laughs> 
You know, you know what got me over that that anger Sorry. of uh, people succeeding real quick? Because like there were a couple of people that came out of the mics with um, uh, with Joe and I that was like we would be doing, um, you know, the the uh, Cavi and John and Chris's gig, and then all of a sudden it was like they're working at the store, they were on TV or something. We're like, how the mm. fuck did this happen? Who it was, was bombing with the rest of us? Who was and that out of your crew that did that? Because I know there who were, was doing there were a couple. There were a couple. I'll put the I'll put the names in here. Um, but what? So originally I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, and you know, we've all got our jealousy issues. And uh, but um, but then what struck me as I watched it happen a few times uh, was um, <laughs> so what ends up what ends up happening that second is, person. I I mean, we've mentioned this before, but I just can't. Yeah, so Those? many people can't. But that's why it happens. Is like so they blow up because someone goes. I can do something with that. And they're still yeah. sort of unformed. Mm -hmm. So I can, like John was saying, mold it into something. Um, yeah. But then they don't last because they don't have the chops. And so mm -hmm. they're up and you see them on everything for about six months, maybe a year. And then they're just gone. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's now I'm not mad about it. Now I almost feel bad for them. Is the same thing happened to me. The exact same thing happened to me. You really? See with those, with, the, with yeah. those two people? Not those two people, other people, because it's like I, I eventually, I think I was doing comedy 10 years and got my first bit of TV mm. on, it was like I did it 2019 on Channel 4 and nice. I had like a really good show, did the business, smashed it, so happy with the clip. And I remember thinking it had to happen this way, like yeah. as much as uh, three years in, I'm like, man, I deserve to just be chatting my, my shit on whatever, but it would have been bad, false start material just would have stunted you yeah what what, what um, works for other people doesn't work for everyone else yeah and it doesn't work for most of them like most of them no. aren't doing that anymore you know they either had to build their own thing which is the second name and the first one is you know has I, just been I have i have a flame for years i have a distinction about the, the first name and that thing i almost want to say i'm not going to because that person the reason why everyone was jealous of them is that person just bullshitted and lied about what they were getting that person got one TV spot and had big management for a bit, but I immediately pointed this the out. First or second person? First person. Yeah, that person. So that person would show up at gigs and tell everyone all the things they were doing. Yeah, I remember that. And they stopped because I said I started just saying to him, I said to him, I'll never forget, top secret. And he told me everything. And I went, oh, because you, you told me where you were playing last weekend when you did this last Monday. And he was like, um... What are you talking? No, no, Gareth. <laughs> Gareth, I start the bidding at five pounds. The money Gareth donates to hear the name will be given to a random person in the chat. Do not tell him, Ashley. Do not tell him. <laughs> you read me too quickly. Do not fucking tell him. <laughs> Gareth, the, 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 it starts at five pounds. That five pounds could be going to Richard. It could be going to Tiger. It could be going to Baldy. I could give it to Gareth. I could also give it to my name is Ruins. I could give it to C Dead's peeps um, for that name. Uh, just, anyway, I that person. Because I love Gareth. I just damn it. you. Um, <laughs> I put that. Well, this cost Tiger. I, five, I, five I will say, um, just real quick plug for Gareth's new podcast that came out today. Uh, two oh, G's in a pod. Gareth Wall and Gareth Much. Um, go check it out. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. Is Gareth, did Gareth Munch ever get his voice fixed? Anyway, um, that guy just would tell people what he was doing. 
I'm serious. Gareth Munch had a crazy had a crazy voice problem for like Gareth three Munch. years. Gareth, Gareth Munch. Gareth Munch. Oh, sorry, whatever. The name Gareth is fuck. Yeah, he did get his voice fixed. Thank you, Gareth. Okay. Oh, now it's fucking. Now Richard's messaging it. me for the fucking info because you guys. <laughs> I'm t I'm telling Richard because this isn't fair, and you guys started this. Yeah, and Richard was in the mics with us while this was happening. Yeah, exactly. Was, so yeah, Richard does need to know, and um, but that guy then stopped. If you'll notice, that guy's. Uh, false. No, but see, this has gotten too far now. <laughs> you guys know the rules. Private chat stays in the private chat. Yeah, Except but for comedians, this. sometimes if the comedian knows the people, then we're happy to toss it over. <laughs> um, Let's talk about one that everyone knows then. What about uh, Monkey with a Gun? Russ Monkey oh, with, with, a gun. Gun. with a Gun. Did so you guys do open about months? him? Yeah, we, yes. yeah, we used to gig with him all the time. So yes, I know we've, about... we've, we've talked about him a couple times, but Joe, what was your walk us through knowing okay. him, <laughs> hearing about it before okay. Joe knows this? Richard's remember mind, Richard Wright, possibly the nicest person in England, possibly yeah. the only English person should be saved from my eventual murder, all the English genocide I'm planning on hatching. Sorry, Joe, you gotta go. <laughs> uh, his reaction to the was fantastic. It was just a misspelled oh fuck, and then just <laughs> written very good um, it was a great it was a great time it was kind of like jfk for our generation we all know yeah. where we were yeah yeah the thing i liked about it, the, the writing was on the wall because he obviously he was he'd been to prison for being a bit of a pedo other shit but what i remember about him so clearly was he used to use his grooming abilities after doing a shit open mic where he would sort of groom all the acts that were on i don't know if you remember this chris he'd mm -hmm. do like a big write-up of like tnt on tuesday yeah. and just say like some dog shit open mic was like he goes it was absolutely phenomenal to watch an up-and-coming young scamp deliver brilliant pums that really certainly warmed the cockles <laughs> of the audience he's one to watch for sure and obviously they all go oh thanks russ with a gun oh thank yeah. you really appreciate it he was grooming, like warming people up. And I remember when it all hit the fan, and it was the Daily Mail article that did it. And it oh, was yeah. him with all these famous comedians, and he was oh, always yeah. Going, yeah, yeah, with everybody. Yeah, like John and, um, Bishop. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Peter Phil Jibbet one. The one is with Phil Jibbet. Yeah. Is the one because Phil Jibbet is not smiling, and Russ Monkey with a gun was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the thing. I remember is when it all kicked off i remember sending him a dm just then like you're all right and he goes no i think i'm gonna have to leave now that was also mm -hmm. what he used to, to do you remember he had like he had that's oh yeah so he had like a young comic he was like oh, a very yeah. sort of pretty young man what who looked, who looked yeah, young, yeah, yeah. looked kind of yeah, like yeah, a child yeah, yeah. just hanging out and it and was always he, like he, were, he never did a show again. Yeah, he never did yeah, a show we, again after that. Yeah, we've never we haven't seen him since. He was he was all right. He was like he had a couple jokes, but he was like a really nice guy. And I was always like, why are you hanging out with Russ? And then the news came out. We all went, oh, that's why Russ is hanging out with you. Oh no. Yeah, it was super. Do you remember when? Weird, do you man. remember when Russ said that he might? He go. He. Oh, I, do you know what? I wish I had the final screen, like the final status. He did. When he said he was going to do an Edinburgh show about it all, what? That's what he said when he saw when it all came out, and he's tried to do a bit of damage limitation before it yeah. really hit the fan. He basically just goes, "Look, some 
a news article is circulating about me. There is some truth to it. Obviously, it's a bit more complicated. Eventually, maybe, who knows, I'll, I'll get up to the fringe and do a big show about it all and let everyone know the real story. Did you someone, see- someone underneath just went, mate, you were jailed for pedophilia. <laughs> we don't want to see the show about it i can i it's just say okay. this is something that kind of weirdly has jogged my head in that a lot of london open micers and actually this is fascinating i think you're gonna have your mind they think doing an hour in edinburgh gets rid of so many ills and sets the record straight like allegedly supposedly there was a guy who ran an open mic in london and defrauded people for tens of thousands of pounds because he was going to open up an open mic comedy club and then use the money to buy a bunch of bicycles. <laughs> went on went on vacation. That is the was, weirdest scam. You're right. Yeah, because that guy has allegedly has quite a coke problem. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, who it yeah, was. One hundred percent. Yeah, it was. Guy, I remember way, that guy. I used to do his shows all the time because he gave me tons of stage, and he always had a crowd. Like I don't know how he fucking managed mm. to do it, but there was always a crowd in that in that show, which was rare doing shows back then. And then one day he sent me a message after all that had happened, and I'd been I'd been you know working professionally for a while now, and he's like, "Hey, I'm opening this new stuff. I'd love to have you in. I'll pay you for it." And I just didn't answer him because I was like, "I don't fuck it. I don't need this." And he sent me an email a month later, being like. You know, I, I I thought we were closer than this. I don't understand why you're... Did I offend you somehow? And I wanted to be like, you defrauded dozens of my friends. You're <laughs> such an asshole. I, I mean, wonder, did he have that sent out to a, like the same email response to loads of people, though? <laughs> uh, yes, he did, because I got one when I canceled his fucking Canada Day gig. Oh, and then he responded right. with, this is incredibly unprofessional. And then I saw him in real life, and I was like, hey, sorry about that, man. Just, like, try to meet us. He's like, yeah, just so you, as long as you know, you made a huge mistake, and this is going to affect your career. And thank God for Brendan Burns being kind of a doesn't-know-how-to-handle-situations asshole. Mm-hmm. Just went, hey, man, don't talk to him that way. He's a real comedian. Who the fuck are you? And by the way, we're at a chortle <laughs> event where there could have been way more important people that Brendan didn't know. But Brendan's the, like... Say which that was so fucking fun. And the guy was like, What? And he was like, Well, you're he's like, Oh, Brendan Burns, I want to book you for your gig. And he's like, Oh, you got a gig? I'll do your gig. I do remember that. Brendan then was like, Fuck you. He was like, Oh, you got a gig? Yeah. Right, right. Um, uh, noxing back. <laughs> I remember doing that Canada Day show. Paul Meyerhug just cussed him out for his whole set. Oh just my God. That was 20 minutes so... just cussing him out. We were all fucked. All the Canadians were in the back, just hammered. And Paul just went, You know what? Fuck you. It spent 20 minutes, no jokes, ripped on the booker, got off stage. Oh, it was so good. Hilarious. He was just like, I can't wait for the show to be over so I can talk to you more. And then I just remember this that Paul going, and you can touch my back weirdly. You're a back toucher. <laughs> Fuck you. And it was just so fucked up. Oh my God. I remember that because I arrived uh, afterwards. Me and my girlfriend at the time ran into you and your now wife. <laughs> Uh, at Liverpool Street Station, we stood there talking for like half an hour. It's one of my happiest memories of that relationship. Mm. And then there are other memories. Yeah. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can I plug something that's relevant to this? Please Absolutely. do, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get, get, the, get the fuck out, Joe. No, I'm sorry. Joe, <laughs> Joe no, 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 Joe, stay. stay just stay, Joe. <laughs> How do I, can I do it? Can I post a link in the main comments? Is there a thing? If you put that yeah. in the private chat, I'll make sure you will yeah. make sure it gets everything. Yeah. It's my top five gigs, top five worst gigs I've ever done, and I've, I've, that I have filmed. 
one of them can we the watch can, can we watch this together all of us right now for the last part of the show sure if you want but I, we can ashley, chat but, ashley chris how do you feel about that yeah i'm into it i mean it's a lot yeah. I, 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 like, I want to see if i know the venues i do a commentary oh. on some of them i don't know great if, i don't, I don't know play. if and if it doesn't... any potential copyright material in it. <laughs> I, 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 Ashley, I will fight anyone who comes after us for the copyright. I, I have the phone numbers of the people that could come after us. Chris and I. No, I mean, like you this... could have added music over it. <laughs> Basically, like you don't have to watch it all, but the one that you should maybe check out is like if you go to uh, where is it? Um, I'm gonna be yeah, right back to find it. No, I want to watch the whole thing. I already see, like, I want to watch the whole thing. I already see the backdrop of a fucking London open micy thing. Like, oh no, let's watch the whole thing. <laughs> How long All is right. it? Oh, it's only five it's, minutes. Yeah, let's do this. Minutes. Yeah, it's gonna take us. This a long will take time up the last hour of the show. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, this is my attempt, by the way. During lockdown one, I decided uh, I wanted to be a, a YouTuber, and I made. One How did that video. go? There was the the link is in the chat on our Twitch stream. There's the link right there. How did it go? Okay. It's on 622 cool. views. Dead. I've been thinking oh. back on uh, some of my gigs that I've done over the years. I've performed to people in an operating theater in a hospital. Uh, I once performed in Amsterdam last year, and a bodybuilder threatened to murder. Okay, before I, I would like to hear that story. Is that story covered in this video, Joe? What the operating theater or the bounce of Amsterdam? Amsterdam. No, Amsterdam. I was booked by a guy. To do, to do <laughs> and this is why this will take an hour. Let's go. <laughs> did one show in Amsterdam, and uh, it was crazy because it was a complete dog shit show. Uh, but I was on last. I was the headliner. And you know when a show is so terrible, all you can do as a, an act is address the chaos yes. and get everyone on side just laughing at how stupid it is. To the, to the person that might not appreciate what you're doing, it sounds like you're, which you are, just degrading the night, slagging off the promoter, slagging off the other acts, which I wasn't doing. I was just trying to keep it fucking alive. I couldn't. It was so chaotic. There was no other way to do it. Anyway, during my show, there was some guy right at the back of the room who was massive, and he said, he was basically, it was hard to make it all up, but he was basically saying, I've been doing comedy five years. Your act is the fucking worst I've ever seen. I'm going to fucking kill you after this. I'm going to fucking stab you after this. And I, I'm, I'm saying, he's screaming it, and I'm saying, all right, just keep, keep the heckles to a minimum. All right, let's just catch up at the end of the show. Everyone's laughing at this guy, and I've got the audience on side, but at the same time, the guy is threatening me with murder. And I'm looking at the promoter. <laughs> I'm looking at the promoter like, oh, are you going to are you going to ask him to leave maybe? No, no, no. He's just going to ignore it and continue on. So that's what that was. Yeah. Jesus. And I had, to, I had to run out the side for that afterwards. Uh, Joe, Who is that comedian? Question. Can you put that in the private chat? Or do you just want to say their name? Some fucking Dutch guy. You don't no. know? Oh, okay. Shit. No idea. Someone with mental Bill, Bill Tulips. Um, uh, this is coming in from Baldy3. Did you struggle for originality? What? For who? That's a yeah. John. That's an inside joke. He's never going to get. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I don't think Ashley gets that inside. I don't. Joke. Get I re, what I realize is we haven't shown that video in a while. No. After Joe's done this, we can watch that absolute, actual, literal, literal nightmare. That was one again. of the coldest edits I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, it's so fucking. Uh, Joe, were you in, were you in Cesar's uh, documentary about the lion's den? I don't think I was actually, but it's funny because when I started, I 
I, I met Sweet Steve there. I'm sure you guys all know about Sweet Steve. We I, have not talked enough about I Sweet Steve. I don't know Steve. who Sweet Steve I don't is. think I know Sweet, Sweet Steve. Sweet Steve you is don't... like this cabbie, and he used to go to the Lions Den every Tuesday, and he would do the same exact set every single week. And for a new comedian to see that for the first time, and everybody is pissing themselves, they know the punchlines, they know mm. what's coming. You think you're you're in the presence of a god, but when you see it like the fiftieth time, you're like, okay, this guy is <laughs> suffering from severe illness, and yeah. he shouldn't be encouraged. But I was going to do a documentary about Sweet Steve at one point because I thought it's so funny that he just does only one gig, only the same set, and he's been going there for about you know ten fifteen years. But he died, so I didn't get a chance to do it. Uh, do I want too you much all work to know, anyway? I, ha I have a video of Sweet Steve right now. Oh yeah. Oh what? Get it Get it all up. right. You, you want before we get to I, Joe's? I don't remember this guy at all, but I I stopped doing Lion's Den was the first gig that I did when I moved to London because it was when you looked up open mics on Google. It's that's the what first fucking one, yeah. came up. Wow. And um, I remember going, and I think I did it like I did it once, and Tim got me up at the end, and I did well. And then um, uh, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to pay because it was a pay to play thing. Yeah. Um, and a couple times he would put me up and be like. He'd be like, oh, you already put your five pounds in, right? And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> walk through. So like he could be really cool, but I just I didn't want to. I It felt like a weird thing to be a part of, even though Tim was like a fucking sweetheart. But I just didn't yeah. like I didn't like that. He, uh, he booked he booked me to headline and then he clarified if um, uh, he clarified. Uh, no, he booked me to headline. He clarified uh, that I would pay 10 minutes before I was supposed to head out to the gig. And I went, I'm not paying to do a gig. And he went, wait, what? But we said to people, I said to my friends that there's an international comedian coming. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I just won't pay then. And he was like, well, no, you got to pay. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to stay home and hang out with Ryan Cull. Uh, sorry, uh, Ashley, here is, that is not Sweet Steve. No. Is that, that James Loverage? James Loverage. I think that is James Loverage. I think that's James. Yes, call back. Call back. Call we need, back. We need to get James on the show, by the way. We do. James Loverage filmed filmed my first ever gig at the Lion's Den. No way. For the King's record. Venue. Yeah. Oh, that nice. story involving the name of James Loverage has nothing to do with my true love and admiration for that man. I love yeah. this. I love James Loverage. He's great. I wish he was around more often. Let's watch young, sweet James Loverage. This is the lion's den I remember. Please enjoy yeah. the experience. Can you be serious? <laughs> who's yelling? Is. Who's yelling? Can you be serious? Is that just someone? I don't yeah, recognize just, the voice. It's just like a boys' club of fucking idiots. No yeah. one's funny. <laughs> Everyone's the trash. Serious. Holy shit! Richard is like the fucking okay. Before can we just uh, before we watch Sweet Steve, and I will not stop it during when Sweet Steve gets on. Can we just talk about how Richard Wright is the fucking Rosetta Stone of yeah. London open mics? Yeah, he's a historian. He knows yeah, like it all. Is, He's seen us all come and go. He's gonna write the greatest book that no one will read. Do you know who? You know, in the wire, the the guy who the the black guy who's on the team who got fucked over, and they just put him in yeah. the shit job because and he can't get overtime. That's who Richard Wright is. This, the man's gotten to Richard Wright. Uh, versus McNulty, Lester. Lester, Lester Freeman. Lester, fuck yeah. yeah. I met Lester at the Fringe once because he's got a son called Joseph Jacobs. 
Is what? he as is he as cool as he seems? Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Of course Dude, he is. He's awesome. Clark Peters, legend. Do you also know oh. that if you get to here's the thing? Um, I'm just a John Harp who nice to people. That is not that's not that not is true. not true, Richard. Richard Wright. Richard Wright, no. Yeah. <laughs> we do not love John Sharp. <laughs> no. Oh God. I don't know what sweet Steve is. Let's enjoy this. Oh young James. This is not what Steve. I was picturing. Not what I was picturing. No, me neither. I know I said I wouldn't pause it, but no like, one believed what you. Was, no one believed you when pause? you said that. That was like. <laughs> also, when, did anyone else get very nervous when he went as a hetero? I was like, "Where's this going, Steve? Where's this going? hetero and <laughs> female?" Bad look. Yeah. 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 Get ready for a lot of pauses. He he beat. He goes to the beat of his own drum, man. It's, that was the it. longest pause, and not for that was a laugh. Such a long pause. That was crazy. Clark, oh, where please. is it? I need to remember there was a comedian. Uh, fuck. I, I watched. Ah, oh, that's it. I'm gonna just put something else because someone just said that's how people dressed. Uh, I, yeah, Gareth. That's how he dressed in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> a young Gareth Waugh. So sharp. Just, I, I just saw this video the other day, and and the guy. I mean, forget the in, forget the material, but the way it all started reminded me of what every comedian looked like when I begun this <laughs> lark. Just the compare of this. Just put it to the beginning and just look at the compare after Sweet Steve. There's so many distractions. Anyway. All right. Sorry, yeah. Hit Puts play, John. Back to, back to Steve. Oh, my God. I can't believe... Do you... Do you oh, my God. Oh. What? <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, I... That guy, that, that guy... I just, I just took a look. I, I did a lot of shows with that guy. And um, do you remember he used to have that Scotland bit and it had a bottle opener in the cap and he opened with it every show for like three no, I years. I don't know how oh. I even got that video. Oh my God. That guy, that guy drove me nuts. Oh, this guy um, sucks. I remember right. I, I, broke, <laughs> it's really bad. I broke this guy's mind. This is one of the meanest things I've ever done. He walked up, but he started it. So when I got the... <laughs> Great. He walked up to me and said, how the fuck did you get the comic reserve? And I said, because I'm better at comedy than you. And he went, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. Peter, Peter at the downstairs of the King's Head, only one that books that guy anymore. No shit. Yeah, He's Peter. Oh, this is great. All I, I love slagging off comics. I, I need to do this more often. This is I so fun, this. man. This is all so our much. shows. It's... I got videos, man. I got a backlog of favorite videos. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, because also, by the way, the video we're talking about, the main guy, you wanted to just show us the MC of that? Yeah, who I don't know who it is. I, just I like... do. I do. Oh, I've really? worked with that guy, and I will tell you one of I oh, All right, let's get through C Steve, and then I have a story that's going to cause you all to just think about really suicide. quickly before we move on while we're speaking about slagging comics. 
Gareth Ward just sent me a photograph of himself in 2011. <laughs> he really did dress like this. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that MC? Constantine ah, Kisson still dresses like that. <laughs> this is how look. You, look at his sweet little baby face. Yeah, look. Look you know jacket. what I like about this though? It's still I can still say that's our Gareth underneath because I guarantee he has that look that Gareth gets where he's really winding someone up, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Only thing I crush more than gigs was if plus. you God if you right, move our heads out of the way, you will see how long his jeans are. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some deep cuff spots. Unevenly as well. Oh, <laughs> look at those shoes, bro. They're like little elf shoes. Oh, oh buddy. No laces too, you fuck. Oh, that's boot cut, boot cut, baby. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> He's Garrett, got uh, he's got dad going, going to watch the Six Nations. The Six Nations look. <laughs> uh, hey everyone has a short leg. All right, let's go back to making fun of the dead man. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm feminine traits or sympathy with women. <laughs> this is the Sorry, best example of open mic <laughs> yeah. comedy I've seen in a while. Also, also, I want to say this also right worth now. noting one thing: you got a, you, the, the people laughing. They're laughing because they've seen this fifty times. It's not because he's good. So yeah. any audience is thinking, "What? What the fuck is going on here? This is not that funny." But they just are encouraging him. They just yeah. encourage him. He's not good. The other, He'll never be. The good. other thing is, if you walked into this room with a gun and just killed all of the comedians in the audience minus Joe, Brexit doesn't happen. I want you to know Brexit doesn't happen and possibly eight chan <laughs> isn't as toxic. Like you leave I James Loverage out of this. You leave James, James Loverage, James Loverage would also be saved. James Loverage and Joe Jacobs, I would be like, I am from the I'd be like cable in Deadpool 2. I'd jump out of a portal. I'm cut, as I already am. And I'd point at Joe and I would point at Richard and I would point at James Loverage and I'd be like, get in the portal, boys. You're coming with me. And then every, and like everyone else would be like, What about us? I'm like, sorry, Chuds, time to die. <laughs> I guarantee you could kill 10 people in that room and uh, uh, even less people would be at their funerals than were attending Lion's Den comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. I guarantee two. I guarantee two of them would be like, I haven't seen this few people since we were at the comedy club where they were murdered by that time warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I got a question for Richard Wright if he's still there. Were you ever at the... Um... Lions Den anniversary show when Steve Bennett was reviewing it, and I can't remember which comedian it was, but someone literally spent the whole five minutes of their set just screaming at Steve Bennett, calling him a wanker and a cunt. Is that the one that Johnny Vegas review? did? No, it sounds like a Vegas thing, but it was just from what act. what year do you think this happened, Joe? Because I have it come, I can't have the review. Yeah, we on. <laughs> On 2015. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the act was. But it was I, I seem to recall someone just because we we were all finding it funny that Steve Bennett was reviewing like the 10th anniversary of the Lions Den. Uh, Everybody it dying. The, it's not the 10th. Yeah. It's not the 10th. It's the 8th. That's so oh, funny. Okay. Do, do oh my god. Let me just see if he brings up. Okay, here's this sentence is crazy. The handful of genuine punters who came might have felt a little like interlopers, entertained and baffled <laughs> in people measured by in jokes not meant for them. There were a lot of gags about gags, about how setups weren't right or the audience reaction <laughs> muted, which almost uh, which are an almost inevitable part of a new material or new act night. 
most comics mention the elephant or reviewer in the room, but otherwise, um, uh, an, uh, but otherwise, analogy with uh, the biblical lion's den doesn't really work since it's not lions being fed into a layer of lions more supportive than scary. Oh, I want to know who yelled at him. Oh my God, we got some. I'm not going to bring this up actually because there's a couple of people. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I hilariously just read the bill, and they're all people we've mentioned in the private chat. No, <laughs> share me that oh, link. Put that one, goddamn one. link in the private chat. There's only one. Put it in private chat. I'll tell you it who it is. Private chat. I want to read it's the, the whole. It's the. It's the. It's no one good. One. It was the funny. The funniest one uh, that comes up right away when he's reviewing the bill. That's so funny. Uh, hit hit play on Sweet Steve. I want to I want to hear more of his. Holy shit! The picture alone, I forgot about that act. Who was that act? That was Candy Gigi. Candy Gigi, holy shit! Yeah, oh. actually, <laughs> she had her listen, own. Vibe. Listen, this this wasn't the one I'm at. Was, this is a fucking amazing lineup, man. What's nice is though a- is. Uh, yes, the names in the private chat are on there. They also the names that aren't on the private chat are on there. So there's enough of a confusion. Yeah, and you'll never know for sure which ones are which. Let's uh, let's let's put it in the let's put it in the main chat then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashley, that sounds absolutely correct. I mean, <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's in there. Yeah. Feel free to feel free to guess who uh, who the act we were talking about was out of that flowing mullet. Also, luckily, we've talked about a lot of acts. Some are there, some are not there. Let's watch more stu- Sweet Steve. Yes. Very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah! I believe And I don't have any feminine traits or sympathy with women. <laughs> and just because I'm doing an impression of Lady Gaga doesn't mean that I'm gay. Now, I'm saying that because, like, tomorrow night you might be with someone and it's like, what did you do last night? Oh, I saw Sweet Steve, what happened? You did an impression of Lady Gaga. I didn't know Sweet Steve was gay. So, I'll go for you. It's such a weird community. I'm Lady Gaga. <laughs> I am the son Thanks, Joe. <laughs> in the pop music Solar system. Spot on. Thirty Um. Now, some people say that. Well, you're there. Yeah, I think I've seen enough. I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a nightmare. It's not it's um, even yeah. good for anti-comedy. It's just it's just, just a waste of time. Comedy. I'm glad that Can we watched I just... it because, like, that gives the audience such a real view of what oh. it is to do open mics in London. Like, that was not an exception. That was a, that was the rule. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. oh no! <laughs> Richard Wright is another of the acts who seemed to place expressing uh, his self pity. Thirty-one. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I'm so sorry, Richard Wright. I should have read the end of that before bringing it up. I thought it was going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, fuck that fucking review, bro. Um, Hang on, Richard, don't worry about it. I got Steve Benetted when I was in the final of Leicester Square. I like, you know, it was like the most important show to me ever. I was thinking this could be it. This could be it. I did all right, fine. But Steve Bennett reviewed everybody positively. And when it got to me, he just goes, Joseph Jacobs was the worst on the bill with an otherwise stellar lineup. Something like that. Just read it and I just went, oh. Oh. 
Oh no. Whatever. Jesus. I reading this reading this review is wild because I'd forgotten about almost all these people because I haven't oh, seen them in years. And some of them are like working comics now, but you know how it is like when you're when you're working, you, you see people even less because yeah. they're all fucking dotted around the country. Um but fucking Robin Perkins, haven't seen her in fucking ages. She's uh, running gigs and totally happy and great. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, she was running. Oh, yeah, that one in South London. Uh, Kate yeah. Weston, forgot about her. Uh, she just put out a couple books. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for her. Yeah, great. Nice. That's great. I remember her coming into a show and because she was working in a bookstore, and she was just really amped because uh, Stuart Lee and Bridget Christie had come in with their kids because uh, I guess it was in their neighborhood, and she was so excited that they were in. It was very sweet. Um yeah, Candy Gigi. Mark Silcox. Mark Silcox was on the show. Everyone's That's favorite funny. comedian. Oh, Mark yeah, Silcox. Really um, you know, did, did I know? Did I, I saw Mark. I gave him a show at my gig because I saw Mark flyering in August hmm. past because he said he misses the fringe. He was flyering in, in Oxford Street willingly for one of his little open mic shows he was doing. Like a few. Oh, buddy. That's really ago. sad. Sad. I was like. Oh, man, the guy inspires me. When I did, when when I was in Edinburgh Fringe 2016, having like a really tough mental breakdown, mm. I went and saw Mark Silcox's show. Mark yes. Silcox could cure you. When he made the egg for the first time, and I'm not joking, there was five people in that room. I, I swear to you guys, it was the greatest show I've ever seen, and yeah. it saved me and inspired me. And I'm not fucking no exaggeration. I and genuinely I think, love that show. I think I've it, seen it got North Stars out of whatever. Yeah. It changed the way I think about everything because he's the, he's just too pure, man. Mark yeah. is exactly it's Mark Silcox is is is. You want to see comedy that is art? It's Mark mm. Mark Silcox. You literally could film that without an audience and with an audience, and it's not different. Yeah. Like it's yeah. except it there's is, just fewer line. There's fewer people waiting for chickpeas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, 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 yeah. And he um. <laughs> He's, t- he's so zen. He's like a fucking Buddhist master, the way he lives and performs. Yeah. And I heard a good story about him. I think it was a couple of years later. I always say the story. I love it. He was sent by his agent, who at the time was, I think he had an agent, and he was sending him to auditions. And he got sent to this comedy audition, did it. And then the guy, the producer, phones his agent and goes, what the f- who the fuck have you just sent? Who, sorry, who is this that you've just sent? And he's like, oh, you, you didn't like it. He goes, no, he was a terrible fit for the role. Okay, sorry. But we've spoken around and we're actually going to write a role specifically for this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Managed, he manifested himself his own new character for a sitcom after a bad audition. Like, yeah, he, he also, did, he also hid that. from people. Like his entire life had no idea he was doing stand-up. Yeah. I still His don't know if that's true not. or not. I know that His he says it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. As long as you, as long as you acknowledge, he said it. Yeah. He definitely says it. But he's I yeah. Apparently, he used what? to tell his wife that he was at ping pong competitions. Or, that's what he says when he's out. And the kids. other thing he used to say was, "I." She knows I'm friends with a lot of comedians, and yeah. she knows I like to be around my friends. And I was like, yeah. "What's going on here, man?" Oh, he's, very nice. Yeah, he's un, he's unbelievable. He still to this. I think I've said this on the on the show before, but the best bucket speech I've ever heard in my life. Where he said, uh, "There's a there's a vase uh, by the door, but uh, I have ten thousand dollars in my savings, and I am a minimalist, so don't give me money." 
<laughs> and just left, just walked off. I have $10,000 and I'm a minimalist. <laughs> I was uh, I was once crying in Edinburgh, a very ununique experience during August. And Mark Silcox walked by me and went, you seem upset. I don't like being bothered when I'm upset. I'll see you in a little while. And I was like, Aww. thanks, Mark. Wow. I was like, didn't need, I got to tell you. Didn't need anyone, you zen, gorgeous man. Yeah, he's wonderful. That's amazing. Guaranteed that guy lives to 110. Like, I, I just, so. I, oh, heart pumping beautifully. Yeah, like when he got picked by Joe Lysett to be his sort of sidekick, I was like, <laughs> Joe, brilliant. Absolutely perfect. What a nice balance. And also, I don't know anyone that doesn't wish anything but the most success for Mark Silcox. Yeah. Universally beloved. When he's like fucking, the true rebel of comedy currently. Literally. Yeah, when fucking Sam, oh, what the fuck is Sam's last name? He won the fucking Barry, got Sam Campbell. Mm. Uh, flew Mark Zilcox out to Melbourne for his show. Love that. And I didn't know that. The room Those two are making beautiful music together, man. That's oh my God. Barry. When I heard that they were pals, I was like, we're fine. It's also that thing of like, Everyone's trying stop trying to do that very that like alty, very British weird comedy. They got it. Those mm. two, they're done. Stop, yeah. don't go do something else. Like if them and yeah. Ben Tarje are working on new shows, yeah. <laughs> go to observational comedy, you're gonna get beat. Cause it's yeah. like I'm pretending to be a duck. Then you go see Ben's show and he's like, over this next hour, I will decide who of you is the duck. And you're like, what the fuck? And then yeah. you go and see Mark Silcox and Sam Campbell. And it's just, I don't know. They're performing in a beam of light. Ah, Mark's Mar the bit that I always think of for him. And I don't know if it'll translate to this, but it absolutely killed me. Cause it was just so stupid. Can we get was, Mark on the show? He was talking, he was just talking about which animals are gay. <laughs> and he goes, and he kept bringing up pictures of different animals. And the one that I always remember is he goes, spiders, spiders are gay and it was and it was a picture of a spider but it wasn't just a picture he'd taken a screenshot from a youtube video <laughs> so it's like that extra thing of like why why did you <laughs> search through a video to take a screenshot for your picture there are millions of pictures it's just so silly Oh, I love him. I love him so I'll be much. I'll be thinking about uh, his shows for years. Oh yeah, for sure. I every year I bring someone new to see Mark's show. Yeah, every year because if if you haven't seen it, it's you're missing out. And he just brings basically the same show every year, and it's always funny. Yeah, it will never not be genius. I love him. I have just reached out to Mark Silcox to try and get him on the show. I oh, just I just sent him a message because yes. I was yes. just like, what are we? Also, what is that gonna? I don't, I'm not explaining Twitch to Mark Silcox. I'm not doing it. Just get him I on. Feel, he'll, he'll come on. I feel like he's way ahead of us. I feel like he's quietly very popular on Twitch under another assumed name. Of course. Oh, my God. If it do you know the rumors that Mark Silcox isn't his real name? Uh, I, I know for a I fact know his Mark real Silcox name because I paid him. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What obviously, he's, there's obviously a lot of he's not who don't use their real yeah. names, though. <laughs> but yeah, but that, in addition to him not telling his family that he does stand up and that he's on television, I feel like if he didn't tell his family, I feel like I would have expected him to be using a different name. So the thing is, like, look at the man, look at the act, Mark Silcox. Hmm. That's why it's so good. That like, everything about it is beautiful. Oh, I love him so much. I'm gonna bring up a picture of him just in case any of anyone hasn't seen mark i yeah i haven't seen him have mark you not is... no just put it on i mean here Fox we go Steve, we should watch mark yeah mark is just so special 
There he is. Yeah, That's him on the is. right. Just sweet old Mark Silcox. Just yeah. having a lovely time. Yeah. Oh, so good. Who's this fucking white man next to him? Look at that fucking hairdo. Richard no Madeley. Alan Partridge is. inspiration. No shit. Mm. Oh, that's got to hurt your feelings, eh? There's videos of him, which is basically saying he's Alan Partridging on TV. It's actually fucking hilarious. I've dropped a few guys. You might like it. That's, Gareth, I'm exactly as excited as this. Gareth said, Chris talking about Mark like that kid talking about Komodo dragons. <laughs> 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 Um, we still have not even got scratched the surface uh, of Joe of, Jacobs. Top five oh, team. yes. Oh, I don't yeah. think. Okay. All right. See what you think. I haven't watched this since I've done it. All right. Let's get through it. Also, clearly, you were. Look how much more fresh faced you were in lockdown. Now you're, you're grizzled, vaping, just. <laughs> yeah, it broke me. I just had COVID. Oh, how are you feeling? Perform to an audience of dogs. It kicked the uh, shit out on numerous occasions. Yeah, glad you're better. Anyway, I hope you enjoy these top five bad gigs plucked out of the Jacobs archives. A lot of people tell you stand-up comedy is going to be very glamorous, uh, and it's not. (laughs) This video really shows the reality of stand-up comedy. This is me at the Edinburgh Festival 2014, performing during torrential downpour in a gazebo, wearing a parrot mask. (laughs) Where is this gazebo? I know where it is. (laughs) There's an audience member there chastising people for laughing at me. Um, okay, that I, let me see if I can break this down. That gig, I remember playing that tent. That was at the was that at the Free Sisters or the Three Sisters? That tent nearby? No, no, it's not that one. It's no, further down. I think this was yurt. for one year only. They put it in a in a hotel, but on a staircase, but in the middle of a giant staircase, so no one could find. Oh, was it in that oh that weird God. tent staircase? That, was that, that staircase you can sneak up from Calgate up. Like now, it's the Ibis. You yeah, can yeah, sneak yeah, up yeah, yeah, onto. Yeah, yeah. I That's fucking, right. Oh fuck! Yeah, it was there. I know people had hour shows in there. Like that—that that was a laughing horse venue. Oh, oh god, god. those guys! I mean, they—they've they've given me some really nice rooms, but they can be real dicks about some of the things they call venues. Yeah, there's some the, there's some advantage is, being taken. This is this Betsy is, Trotwood. I know this one. Yeah, this is yeah. Betsy Trotwood. This is potentially for jester jesters. Yeah, and if we're lucky, we're gonna hear the tube go by. <laughs> Sometimes I do a character called Joe Repressi, based on Tony Soprano. What? <laughs> Joe, I feel like this one's on you. Yeah, Joe, this is. Shut the fuck up. Jared Presley doesn't get booked much. It may surprise <laughs> I've done my time. And they hate me. And I, so... I would like a bit more information on Joe Repressi before so we continue. <laughs> I've got videos where I do. Uh, I basically did a Tony <laughs> Soprano impression. Like, I could do a fucking Tony Soprano impersonation. And uh, I just took Please that. Please stop doing that. Please stop. You're ruining the show. 
Says the Michael Caine impersonator. Yeah. Uh, actually, my Michael Caine is do flawless. Michael Caine right now. Oh, hello, Joe Jacobs. I just want to let you know. I, I'm from Elephant and Castle. Uh, I can't. I can't find. Basically, I used to do like a travel guide video blog. <laughs> that is, as that, as that I love you for just completely okay. brushing past John. Don't try and ignore me. <laughs> no, more Tony. <laughs> <laughs> More no. Anyway, the, yeah, I, I did that character in a few competitions because I just wanted money. But David Hardcastle said I couldn't do it because I was just doing my act in a voice. So, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that totally justifies that character. We're moving on. Yeah. So fucked off with them. I actually went off, got my camera, and then resumed the set again for spite. <laughs> what is your name, sir, Mr. Analyst? Raymond. Raymond. That's a lot of audience for jesters. That's not jesters. This is you should. This is Christmas Eve, I think it is. Oh at God. Monkey Business. Oh damn! Oh Sorry. yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Jesus, yeah. that's a uh, lot actually, of that's a lot of audience for. Monkey oh, that's business a lot of people well. for Monkey Business. Uh, monkey Business actually is run by a man named Martin Bezerman. He's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, the best thing to write to read if you want to know who Martin Bessman is is actually Harry Deansway's description of monkey business comedy. It is available yeah. online. I've read it so many times because it, <laughs> if I miss London comedy, I read it and go, "Fuck, those were the days." Like, they're, oh my god. <laughs> His flyering strategy is telling people who've already bought tickets how that show is going to be shit. Oh, these poor women <laughs> on the front row. Yeah. Had their tits ranked in terms of plumpness, guaranteed. That's the best crowd work Whoa. I've ever seen. Table of yes. two ladies. He went, lesbians? Gross. And then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I In 2012, the Olympics destroyed Edinburgh that year. No one talks about this in comedy, in British comedy. But 2012 was the end of the UK giant comedy boom. That's when a shitload of clubs all cut Wednesdays and Thursday shows. A bunch of comedians that none of us have ever heard of because I moved there. Joe, I don't think I started or was just doing open mics. And Chris and I, I just moved there. Yeah, I got there like just after that. So I got wow. invited to this meeting because I was a new guy on the scene. They're like, oh, it'd be good if you came to this at Monkey Business where they were discussing all these gigs no longer paying. And Martin fucking Besserman, I'll never forget. This was his opening statement. I'm not making... I'm almost not making enough money to pay for cabs to get through London. That's how bad business is getting. And everyone went, you take cabs everywhere? And he went, how am I supposed to get around London? Jesus I could, I'll get very tired on the tube. <laughs> and it was, that was the beginning of the meeting. And, and then Peter of the King's Head got up and went, Martin has asked me to run this meeting. And then turned to Martin and went, for obvious reasons. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. and then an irish comedian stood up and went if i find he goes a comedian is a job if you're not paid for that job you should not do it i've never done comedy and not been paid and i will not accept being paid less for my gigs and i have never seen that act again <laughs> <laughs> yep. do we know who that act is uh no no idea okay he was like there are literally 400 comedians that literally made six six figures between the years 2000 and 2012 in the UK, and they are all gone. Gone, yeah. gone, gone. Well, they probably just uh, made millions on crypto. So, yeah. <laughs> they mm. took their jongler's money and uh, invested it wisely. Uh, 
So let's watch like these people hate. Advice before I head off into the night for, for the Christmas period. Oh my God! Try to improve your act without swear words. Try to improve my act without swear words. Um, <laughs> Material-wise, how was it? Look how upset everyone is. They hate you. I repressed you. I'm impressed that you made this many people. He's saying I'm shit, basically. Sorry, I know I'm swearing again. Sorry. It's a lot of the bigger clubs, and believe me, it's sometimes nice to come back to somewhere like ground zero. Can only go up from here. That's the thing you've got to take. So, Raymond, are these your pals with you? Yeah, cheerful bunch you guys are. Christmas Eve. This is at the world famous comedy store. That lady in the front started loving it. Very important to comedians. And it was going all right, but there was someone in there that sounded like they were being killed in an abattoir. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a fucking death rattle, not a laugh. So I said, it sounded like my grandmother passed away. <laughs> Never change. That's the audience turning on her there. Uh, this one is what's known you should, as a. You should watch the video era. to appreciate During the, full the end noise, of- though, by the way. Whoa, this is. Where are you? Yeah. This looks like a nightmare. This is giving me anxiety. I weirdly think I know, like I've been to wherever this is. This seems like an open area train platform or something. It's the airport. Jesus. <laughs> Which airport? Edinburgh. Yeah, I knew it was Scotland. Oh, like God, sort what? of just by, yeah, it's the tram. I think yeah, it's the tram station Why for Edinburgh Airport. Well, because I was offered this gig and he said, you can plug your show. It's a, it's something new, and I thought this sounds so awful. I have to see it for myself. It's, it's. I'm in. I'm outside the airport. Imagine getting to a country via plane, and someone trying to do a comedy show to you. That's what's happening here. It's I feel fucking, like this is so oh, tired, man. so annoyed. What a terrible idea! <laughs> this is up there idea. with. There was a guy that. There was a guy that had some sort of like mobile thing, and he brought it to Edinburgh, and he kept trying to get people to do their full hours at his venue. Oh, was that uh, in the, was that the theater that's in the back of a van? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did a couple of compilation shows in there, and they were they were all right. But a whole hour is. A, yeah, I just remember the guy when I was like, "Wait, you want me to do my whole hour?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "You know, you're only giving me time slots for when my show is at." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do my hour instead of doing my hour." And then I remember he responded with, "Um, you need to pl- learn how to plug your show, John." One of the many times British comedy promoters tried to explain to me how to do my job, and I was like, yeah, I, "Actually, you need to go fuck off." All right, let's watch you go off at an airport. <laughs> oh wait, I'm the one who turns this on. I'm a fringe. I once was asked to perform a bespoke gig uh, at Edinburgh Airport Jesus at Christ. ten in the morning. I don't know about you, but when I arrive into a country at an airport. I don't really want to be entertained yeah. by a twat on a mic. And I what time did you get up to go there? Accent, Fucking uh, early. Yeah, I did 20 minutes. minutes. You did 20 All minutes? Right, who's ready for some comedy? Come take a seat. <laughs> 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 this is the worst gig I've ever this? seen. <laughs> this is it. Congratulations, <laughs> Joe. You did the worst <laughs> gig I've ever seen. Come here, I'm on an amplified device. Yeah. 
Oh my god. And they all have to walk towards you. Oh my god. Who's filming this? I gave it to uh, someone who was working through the gig. I said, please film all of this. She works through the gig. (laughs) At this point, I'm performing to nobody. Nice, this is a great gag. Hey, hey, Batman, crocodile.de. Oh my god. Crocodile.de, where you going? Come back, come to the show. <laughs> the show? That made oh, me hate you a little bit. I, the audacity of putting save live comedy after that fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted to kill it more. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, that was... Oh my god. Did he pay you at least? Please tell me he paid you to do that. I uh, I'm watching this other video and we have to be paid. Oh my god. Oh you my did god. that for did free? Fuck exposure. Fuck you. Yeah. you okay, know we gotta what? be very careful with Just, this other video because oh, we're um, time out. That's a timeout. Oh, because he didn't get paid? Because <laughs> he didn't get paid. That's actually, no, you, you've lived a privileged comedy life. You don't know what it's like out there. Yeah, what you don't know what it's like. Happens. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you? Yeah. Listen, What's with can Irish I just say? People getting can paid I just say? Go ahead, Joe. About, about the gig, I wasn't paid, but I was made certain promises or suggested certain things that were going to be happening at that show. The way it was described. He was going to give you a hand job. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. (laughs) No, he he made it sound like it was in an airport, sort of like in the sort of departure lounge. People are relaxing. They're getting excited about their holiday. It's good atmosphere. They're they're going somewhere. That wasn't Mm -hmm. what I was presented with. That's Uh, why you see what you see. I feel like he thought it was that, and he showed up, and the security guards were like, no. 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 (laughs) I can't go into a rival. You can't go into a departure lounge. Oh, I. But that's the only place that could ever be acceptable would be the Edinburgh Fringe. It's just so pointless beyond yeah. words that anyone thought that that could be a good idea. Coming oh in from God. Tiger Tiger, no, that was a car park. You yeah. weren't even at the. You were at the wrong place where they keep a vehicle. That's so funny. Um, okay, I want. I can be okay. The video that you sent, there is one of the cr- douchiest things, just before it even starts, which is he has other comedians commenting on his jokes. Oh yeah. The yeah, with the quotes, I was trying to guess who the MC is because I don't recognize him, but I thought he was someone else. What video thought, are you looking at? Uh, the one you, the one you sent that I we oh. really said mean stuff about this guy, so I have to be very <laughs> yeah, careful. We can't, we can't show it. His name's yeah. in it. <laughs> I think we're just gonna have to drop this this particular topic because uh, we were already the, too mean about it. Yeah, we can't show this video because it's literally just his name being said a million times. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I mean, we can't use the compare. I could, said, I don't recognize him. I thought it was Phil. John said he knew him. John I thought I did. I was him. watching it. I thought yeah. he was one of. There's a bunch of. This is so weird. A bunch of Essex comedians that mm. only used to do junglers, and he I thought was one of them. He is not that. He's just some fucking mod guy. Yeah. 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 That's what a lot of people yeah. look like when I started comedy. That guy. Yeah. That was yeah. big back then. Yeah. That was a huge what, look. Russell Howard, Jack, Jack Whitehall, they were all big stars. So everyone, all the white guys, skinny jeans, hoodie, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Horrible oh, times. Awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You That's can why, always... like, the way diversity is being pushed now, I have to agree, because white people ruined comedy for quite some time. <laughs> all of that up. mediocrity. 
Yeah. Like, it's only right that other people get a shot. We had the flag for a bit. Look what we did with it. Yeah. You that was embarrassing. My favorite <laughs> moment in British comedy was when everyone was, um, uh, every, every gig ended. Um, every joke ended with a story about how they were doing that joke at a gig. And then someone yelled something out was my oh. favorite. Also quickly followed by uh, someone running into the most interesting version of a certain type of person on the street who said this. That wall. Love it. Love it. <laughs> just liars. Just, it was back when comedians didn't open up at all. It was just... No, it's not. By the way, no, it's not. This was like, this was three years ago. <laughs> no. Yeah. Got him. God, there's been some fucking trash. That was the big realization. That was what, uh, um, going back to when John and, and Garrett and Pierre yelling at me to stop doing open mic gigs was when I finally went and I watched a weekend show because like there weren't a lot of clubs that would let you do that. And so I went and I watched, I think, where was it? Like maybe Top Secret or something. Um, and it was like, it was back when Top Secret was like, like Joel Domit, Bobby Mayer. And like, it was like a sort of a golden age of time. But I remember there's this one guy who was doing 20 and you know, he'd been booked to do it. I'd heard his name before and I just watched him and I was like, this guy is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put that in the private chat. I, I wish I wish I could remember who it was. I have no I have no memory of who it was. It's actually but... worse that you can't remember. That's it, how yeah, insignificant yeah. and inconsequential it was. Absolutely was it, was awful, it me? forgettable stuff. And I remember being like, "Oh shit, I can do clubs." Like if this asshole's up here, yeah. But, and then I started applying for like pro shows. <laughs> I think oh, that's God. like any I I, I hmm, words. Uh, I think that's one of the things that's really important about if you want to do stand up is that you you have to keep watching stand up at all of the different levels because hmm. what it does is it breaks down the kind of the barrier between you and that. Yeah, because if eventually you'll see enough of it that you'll go, well, I know I can do that at least yeah because it's it's that old like don at the comedy store apparently used to go out and with a with a new act would take them out to the billboard out front and go which one of these acts would you replace on my show i don't know who said this i don't know who said this but this is the best answer to that why are you trying to book me on this weekend i already played here book me on all <laughs> these guys aren't working i want to know who said that because that's the greatest answer to that question ever. So who do you want me to replace why are you replacing people just booking on another weekend i, I know to... i did well but they don't want to see me again tonight yeah wow. it was so <laughs> fucking perfect i what, what i also do know is that i was told that story and then i said did they book you and they were like no and i was like i i mean totally well within the right you were being a fucking smart ass <laughs> yeah holy but... shit someone said that at the moment that's amazing. Yeah, someone said That's that so to Don. Someone yeah. said that to Don Ward and was like, and apparently Don Ward was like, what? No, that's not like, was apparently like, this is not what I was asking. <laughs> that's like, great. Yeah, like, Even if that person had bombed, I would be like, you got a weekend. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I heard, I heard this story. Uh, I do not know if this is true. <laughs> uh, which is someone went to do the store and they said um narrator they said slow it down just slow it down slow yeah. it down slow it down a bit i love this story like, you got it he came back next time bombed and they went you did really bad but you take orders you're past yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if it's true or not, but I hope that's. I love that. I've heard that story. That story's fucking wild. Uh, uh, Joe, where can people find you? We're gonna get out of here, I think. Seeing as we keep, uh, uh, we keep going. <sighs> they can find me just on YouTube, Jester Jacobs, or on Instagram, Jester Jacobs. Come find me. Have you got um? Because you rap as well. Have you got like any music out that people can check out or? Yeah, man, I got a brand new album called Grimefulness. All the videos are on my YouTube. Nice. There's vinyl available, scented candles, a lot. What, 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 do, you, what do you mean scented what, candles? What scent? Yeah. <laughs> scented candles. Hang on, I'll find, I'll find one for you before I go. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> Chris, 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 I just put something in the PC that I need you to take a look at. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna do this real quick. Uh, I just posted a link to Joe's YouTube channel, so uh, subscribe. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Yo, what is that? Jesus oh Christ. my god! Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Joe, hold on. I'm going to make you full screen, Joe, so we can see it properly. Grimefulness. What? Awesome. But what does grimefulness smell That's like? So what is funny. the scent? Uh, it says the scent is... What is the scent? <laughs> I'm telling you. Both beautiful <laughs> and practical. This is the essence of Jacobs with additional flourishes of peck discipline. Harnessing finest botanical extracts and fusing them with the latest and most cost-effective scientific discoveries to harmonize your environment until self-sufficient. The aromatic aroma is luminous vanilla via amber accords, regimen of ritual. Enjoy this inspiring, stylish, and timeless essential scent and unwind with uh, Zen appreciation. It's vanilla. I got it from <laughs> Ikea. You got it from Ikea? Yeah, and I just put a sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, these are available. Find me on Instagram. They're 99 pounds or free with an album. That's so funny. They're ninety nine pounds or free with an album. That's yeah, with an album, I got. There's a, I did an advert for it. Tom Ward is in it, or the voiceover. Oh, I love Tom. That's another one who, um, from back in the day, done well. Ah, uh, yeah, he's doing his thing, man. His Apollo yeah. was great. I was there watching it. It was amazing. Oh, I still haven't watched great. it. Yeah, I assume he crushed heaps of fucking. By the time I left the UK, he was a killer. Like, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, it was cool to see him because um, he was such a he was one of the acts that I would name when I would talk to Canadian comedians about because you guys in the UK have such like sort of a cabaret friendly vibe. So you can have yeah. people like Tom or uh, Ben Target, things like that, that, that can that can thrive and watching. I, I used to be like Tom is one of the acts that would have been bullied out of comedy in Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. People would just fucking ripped on him. But to watch him go from like trying to figure out all the different stuff that he was doing and then put it into one voice. Like when it finally all clicked together, that was really fucking cool. That was an awesome thing to see. And here is the ad for the candles. Time. <laughs> Etc. In a world that gets faster and faster still, we need to be still. To reconnect <laughs> with aromatic aroma of luminous vanilla via amber accords, a candle ideal for moments of meditation or mourning a dead homie. <laughs> 
Introducing Grimefulness by Jacob's Yard. That's so funny. It's just, just the same panning over and over again. Yeah. Oh, really <laughs> it's so funny. That's, this is actually nice the best one. merch ever. Well done. That's so funny. Nice one. Well, come find me on Insta. There's loads of music about. Yeah. This was fun, man. I liked. I like slagging off comedians. I'll come do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, yeah, yeah. can we have your reserve of crazy comedians? Gate. Because uh, I'm about to watch that whole video of that guy you sent me. Because that looks good. Oh man, I got loads. I'll have a I'll have a look through the old archives. I've got fucking amazing, <laughs> amazing oh shit. Oh my god. There's okay, there's one. This one, all right. I'm gonna share this video before we go. Just the I'm sure I played this before. This is this is just to give an example of how different comedy in Canada is. Check out this. Now this guy has cleaned his life up and he has really turned it around. God, I hope. Okay, that so this we're just is gonna gone. laugh at a man at his darkest moment. <laughs> That's right. It's so much. It's so much funny. Rip on a guy at rock bottom. <laughs> That's right. If his life is turned around, First we can all, do that. <laughs> this was not his rock bottom. This is just one of the many times he was just a bad person. Um, he uh, he's just he's not a bad he's not a bad person anymore. Oh, if he's taking this video down, I'm gonna be so angry. It is so good. No, 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 no. Oh, we're getting close. No, 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 no. There's so many people Fuck. this could be. Because there's a lot of dudes that were the worst and have now sort of worked it out in Canada. Because like when I say that British comedians would have been bullied, it's like it was a really bro-heavy scene for a long time. It was very much like, I would play hockey, but I can't ice skate. And so here I am to be mean to new comedians. John found it. Look at Look at the joy on his face. <laughs> I'm so happy this is around. This is so fucking awful. Okay, did um, you find it? I certainly did. Um, the comedian's name is Richard Lett. He was also a slam poet. Um, that name. He is like a grizzled fucking. He's no, it is not. Glenn Foster. It's not that Canadian guy. Glenn Foster. Same era. This guy has gotten sober and is a much nicer human being. He's now a mall Santa and lives in a church. Hey. Um, it's just because Vancouver rents very prohibitively expensive. Um, let's just enjoy a bit of this. This, I believe, has one of the craziest endings ever. <laughs> men made their privates after other men. Hey, Peter, I named my call captain. <laughs> Thanks, Woody. There's <laughs> Willie and Rod. Oh, Johnson's picking them up. <laughs> They're at Wang's. What about Helmet? What's going on over here? What was that little head shake? Really? Just sounds like a really angry customer. That's what they told me. I'm getting like Ron Gosley vibes. Yeah. Is this one of the tricks they pull on the comedian? Is that last fairy? Hole 11. You might see the comedian curled up in the snow. <laughs> These are little Canadian hearts good. 
Sierra is starting to freeze in the snow. So ready, are you catching the boat? We'll get the fuck out this is just bad watching, John. What's going on? Hang on. It may not be the right video. All homosexuals report to the parking lot. The classic. The classic, Chris. There don't think I don't deliver. There it is. Yeah, that's Canada. Is everybody going to go to the boat now? Did he just walk the whole room? Is he in a fairy tournament? What is going on? I have no idea. I'm taking it off. I hate. Oh, this. you missed it! Now you're explaining this to the Japanese. You literally just missed the entire oh. thing. <laughs> Why is everyone? You made us watch too there? much. You made us no, watch no, no. too much. You, it all builds from going. The, the entire audience is leaving the room, and right there goes, Why is everyone leaving? What are you guys all Chinese or something? And then the screen just goes blank because someone grabbed the camera. I didn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah, he, was, he literally was just not doing comedy, and then a guy got up to leave and he went, uh, all homosexuals to the parking lot. All homosexuals to the parking uh, lot. I thought that's what he said. What he yeah. say? And then, yeah. and then everyone just starts leaving. <laughs> at the entire, and he literally ends it by going, "What are you guys all Chinese back there?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Chris, yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a Chris lot of comedy. Could not wait one more. It was, but it was almost perfect when you took it off because I was like, "Here it comes." I'm done. I feel with like it. I wouldn't have understood it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, just terrible. Uh, it ended up being better that we missed it and you told us. <laughs> yeah, it's I guarantee so your delivery was better. It's not. Uh, it's so <laughs> jarring because you watch a man realize his gig is over because he's literally just, but he can't say because he accuses them all of being Chinese. <laughs> That's those old school road shops right there. That's uh, hey, I see all these white people leaving. Yeah, what are you guys? What are you guys? Another race? <laughs> Good lord! Jesus Christ! Uh, so thanks for coming awesome. on, Joe. My pleasure. Anytime. It was very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Ashley. You guys have a good day or night, wherever the fuck you are. Thanks, man. Peace. You too. Don't don't drop off yet. Watch watch our exit video. If you, oh, if I like the intro video. I know I've noticed this. I'm really stoked right now. Yeah. Oh, then you're really gonna love this last one. Yeah, uh, thanks for watching, everybody. It. We're gonna raid Suze Kempner, so wish her a happy birthday. That's the raid message. Happy birthday, Suze. Uh, happy we birthday. love you. We will see you tomorrow. Here's an old lady talking about sex. Bye. That's Penis into her vagina. That's So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made when having sexual intercourse.